Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello again. I'm back for another edition of the CIO Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. It's Stuart Haslam here. Very pleased to welcome back my friend from Singapore, Stephanie Holtzajen, our Chief Investment Officer in Asia Pacific. Hello, Stephanie. Hello. Hello. Good to have you on the podcast again and good to have all of our listeners back. Um, It's another week. We're recording this on a Friday, actually, before we release on Monday. And Stephanie, I wanted to say that to our listeners because there's some really important data coming out today on Friday, and that's the CPI data out of the US. And I think that's a nice segue into what's been a really important week um, for central bank action, especially actually where I'm sitting here in Europe with the ECB action of yesterday. But why don't you tell me what's uh, what's your take on the um, the guidance given by the ECB yesterday and what else you've seen in terms of inflation and central bank activity this week? Well, you're absolutely right. The market is still completely focused on inflation, on that balancing act between inflation and growth, um, and then the central bank reaction function to tackle exactly that equation. So this week was a very interesting one. Um, On Thursday, we had the ECB. They now confirmed, as expected, its intention to hike rates at the policy meeting next month. It downgraded uh, growth forecasts and um, it announced it intends to raise uh, the key interest rates by 25 basis points at the July meeting. And then when it comes to the September meeting, there was some communication around uh, possibility Um, of making this obviously dependent on um, how CPI is developing inflation. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, fantasy was was coming into the market that then, of course, this could also mean a 50 basis point um, rate hike, given that uh, we are now at a fresh record high of 8.1% inflation in May, right, for the euro area. But also the same um, driver was behind the Australian Central Bank on Tuesday's meeting. They raised interest rates by actually the most in 22 years and then flagged also more tightening to come um, as they also tried to restrain surging inflation. And uh, initially the market was expecting 25 basis points. The curve had been pricing maybe up to 40 basis points. They delivered 50 basis points. So all in all, a very interesting week already in regards to how the central banks react uh, to the inflation picture they are facing. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. It took so many of us uh, by surprise. A couple of this, um, a couple of these actions that that you pointed out. I'm Australian as well, and I remember uh, reading the Australian press talking to my father indeed about this uh, unexpected rate rise uh, back home for me. But anyway, I digress. Let's stay actually in uh, the region where you're sitting in Asia Pacific, and I think those these data points um, for investors are so. Um, interesting uh, in terms of how they position themselves um, in the you know the months uh, the weeks ahead and I know next week we're exper- uh, expecting some important data out of out of China for example also out of India what are you um, looking at and what are clients asking you at the moment in terms of those data points Stephanie yeah it's the data points you are you are absolutely right from Asia um, but then again there will also be central bank meetings um, and let me let me circle then back 
um, after mentioning the data. So number one, of course, again, is the, the China data. We have retail sales, we have industrial production, we have loan growth, we have fixed asset investment data, and all of those hopefully reflect the gradual easing we have now of the Shanghai's uh, pandemic restrictions that started mid-May. And then, of course, um, uh, India here, we have also inflation data, which uh, likely stayed uh, elevated in May. Um, so, so, so that will be interesting inputs here for us in the region. We also have central banks um, uh, re reporting, like the Taiwanese central bank, for instance. There's also pressure on policymakers to opt for a tighter policy stance, as they also have, um, um, uh, you know, increased lately. And inflation shows actually only few signs of falling below the two percent target in the coming months. But in terms of just going back to also the inflation data, because we're coming back to talk about inflation, 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 and as we get this data uh, out of the US uh, today. Some uh, of us actually even think the CPI data today in the US is as important as the FOMC meeting on Wednesday next meet week because the market um, is really looking at um, how will that inform um, Fed Chair Powell's uh, expectation management for the market. A 50 basis points uh, Fed funds rate hike is largely baked in, but then of course in terms of um, you know the next ra uh, rate hikes over the months, um, this will you know largely be informed as to whether we get inflation data uh, today um, that may be you know sufficiently soft to raise doubts about the sequence of hikes that is already priced. So it will be interesting beating the consensus to the high side would reinforce market fears for higher policy rates for longer. Um, and then, of course, given the political background, would reinforce the fear uh, of the Fed um, being still determined to keep raising rates until inflation is clearly coming down. And then, um, you know, asymmetrically on the other side, um, if, if we see a peak of inflation, um, you know, I think the, the market would take uh, its clues and then hope for the Fed to signal a different reaction function um, next week. So, so a uh, very important week um, from that aspect. In uh, G10, we also get the, the Bank of England, by the way, as well. They also expected to raise rates. Um, that is an interesting one to look at. The Swiss National Bank is preparing the ground for a rate hike in September, I believe. And then on the other end of the spectrum, again, coming back to Asia, sits the Bank of Japan that has yet to start. But, um, you know, I think it's it's reasonable to expect the Bank of Japan Governor Kuroda to continue to commit to monetary stimulus to achieve the 2% inflation target first on a sustainable basis. So, yeah, that was the whole round roundup in regards to inflation, central banks, G7, and back to Asia. Stephanie, I don't know how you do it. Amazing. So you've been around the whole world with the central banks and uh, and what we expect on the, on the data front. Um, you said something also that, that piqued my interest as well. And um, it's important, I think, for for where you sit in in Singapore, uh, because, of course, this weekend is the, is the Shangri-La Dialogue. Um, and the reason yeah. that I wanted to mention that was because, you know, the, these political risks that are, you know, continuing to stay with us, 
and are having an impact. Of course, they are on the supply chain pressures which are contributing to inflation and the pressures that you know so many um, of the world's economies are under. Um, it's it's real. These pressures are real, and of course, this dialogue over the weekend for the first time in a couple of years, um, we're going to get a sense of of these conversations between the world's political leaders. I mean, what's what, what are you expecting um, as a result of of the conference? Yeah, I think there's actually a particular focus also um, on the security items because it is the top Asia's top security summit, and uh, for two years. Uh, from what I understand, there wasn't a face-to-face -face, uh, meeting. Now, 500 delegates from 42 countries, including more than 60 ministers and senior defense officials, are actually uh, here now at the uh, at the famous Shangri-La Hotel in downtown Orchard Road. And um, so it's also apparently the first face-to-face -face meeting between American and Chinese defense leaders. Um, and also the first meeting after the Russia's uh, invasion of the Ukraine. And uh, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, is scheduled to deliver um, a special virtual address um, to the Shangri-La Dialogue on Saturday. So it's, it's all around in terms of the big uh, picture topics that are with us in the world and also that are uh, important for risk sentiment in the market will be on the agenda and then, of course, um, you know, we had already some explicit um, stance from the U.S. in regards to uh, their view towards Taiwan and China. So I've heard a lot of speak about around expectations that the forum will give us a bit more light on the U.S. and China's thinking and posture in relation to the region, which I think will be an interesting takeaway for us here in Asia. Well, absolutely it will. And look, I can't finish this podcast, Stephanie, without asking you a question that's been on the tip of my tongue since we spoke two weeks ago. Um, and that is the fact that this uh, this disastrous, for Singaporeans at least, uh, chicken export ban from Malaysia must be impacting ah, the cost yeah. of chicken rice, uh, which surely yeah. would have been on the menu at the Shangri-La for the delegates at the Shangri-La Dialogue. But can you tell us, is there any light at the end of the tunnel um, of this export ban? And, and what's happened to the price of chicken rice? Well, I may have to do some more investigation this weekend. I haven't. I have only seen, uh, um, you know, some uh, reportings about the shortage and pictures uh, from uh, supermarkets, etc. But when you when we talk about the Shangri-La dialogue, I'm sure it's not only chicken rice. Maybe it's also prawn laksa and chili crab on the menu. So yeah. I think in Singapore you have never shortage of super good food, um, as you know. Well, thank, thank goodness for that, Stephanie. We're going to keep this on the agenda every time we speak because all our listeners, <laughs> me included, are going to be very keen to hear what's going on. Stephanie, thank you so much. A little bit longer today, but so much to go through. Um, this has been Stuart Haslam and Stephanie Holtzogen for your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Thanks so much for listening and uh, see you again next week. Bye-bye for now. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank.
Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.